Welcome to the Woke Blokes Podcast, hosted by Nick Sutherland from MindFit and Ryan Hassan from the Center for Healing. Let's get into today's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Woke Blokes Podcast. Nico, episode 100. And you were late for it. And I was late. Yeah, yeah, that's my yeah, that's my tribute to the Woke Blokes podcast. I was late, um, a hundred episodes, you know, a few Honey, years, cracked the ton. Cracked the ton. Um, you know, we were we got there. Like there was a one episode that didn't get released. One got lost in the ether. Remember that, your mate? Mm. Just, that was probably my yeah, fault. Yeah. It sounds like my fault, to be honest. It definitely was my fault. Well, let's, let's not look for blame. That's, okay, that's, yeah, good idea. And that just just I don't know where that episode went. And you know, so but we're, now we're that here. was a ripper though. That was that was he yeah. was. We should. I'd love to get him back on because he, even in his last session, he spoke so beautifully. So I might uh, I might invite him back on. See if he can say the exact same things in the exact same way that he did last time. I will. I will. I will place that expectation upon. Either you. way, that episode it was recorded in the in the Akashic records. It's in the ether. It's out there somewhere. It is, it is out there. It's in a parallel universe. It it's is, and it's things. oh, it's it's the number one show in that parallel universe. Speaking of wonderful things, I I received a massive surprise the other night. So we're 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 doing the MindFit client hangout, the Zoom hangouts for clients on a Wednesday night. Uh and it's 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 building and it's 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 becoming what I really hoped it would be. Clients are all interacting and sharing and using each other as a resource. But um uh I won't I won't give too much away, but uh I'll we we don't know how it happened, but she's not a client. But she ended up in the uh, in the hangout. Um, she's associated with some people that, that sort of you know, have have done some work. Anyway, uh, and she was first in there. I was I was looking at the name, going, "Doesn't ring a bell. Doesn't ring a bell." And then some other clients came in, and one of them said hello to her, and and I was like, "Oh, maybe maybe they know each other." Anyway, it sort of started settling down, and she she turned her camera on and, and microphone uh, and she'll be listening to this. So shout out. Um, and she goes, oh, hi, Nick, you don't know me, but I've been listening to the podcast for over a year. And I just wanted to let you know, without it, I, I wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just like, wow. <laughs> wow. I, I really felt it in that moment. And um you know, so courageous for her to to share that, you know, in that space with with other people there, and you know, we've we've had other people sort of get in touch and and share a similar story, but uh, it was just it was just so unexpected and left field, and uh, yeah, it was I, amazing. I wasn't so, expecting it, and I'm getting a little bit emotional when you said that. It's, um, that's yeah, fucking amazing. Yeah, like it was just so out of the blue. I I had. And I said to M afterwards, um, I shared it with her, and I said, you, you just don't know what people are doing with this stuff out there. And, and we, we've spoken about it before. We, we get wonderful feedback and appreciate the emails and whatever, but um, we, we're only getting a, a glimpse through those communications of what people are experiencing. There's, there's obviously uh, a lot more going out there beyond our comprehension. Yeah, oh, that's oh. um, fuck, that's so amazing, mate. That's so good. You know that kind of stuff. Shout out, shout out to the silent, 
listeners and and those doing the work and and thank you for your continued support just in listening and and well done for taking this and and using it to, to help yourself really yeah yeah no we we take our hats off to you and i think it's a lesson for anyone not just with like you know having a podcast or whatever but we never know you know, the impact and influence we can have over other human beings, you know, in, in any way, whether it's just an act of kindness, showing of compassion, whatever it is, we never know, you know, what impact that can have. I mean, a smile, it's just smiling at someone that we walk past on the street, we never know what kind of state that might be in and a stranger smiling at them might be the thing that, you know, helps them get through the day and maybe stops them doing something they don't want to do. I really, I really uh, made a conscious decision to to be more proactive in that area and uh, uh i got some feedback from it because i saw this lady down the street and she was wearing the most colorful ensemble she looked like she'd fallen into a, a someone's color palette and popped out the other end and and i just you know uh, there would have been a young version of me that judged her or the just sort of went, oh what are you you know and just, just made it about me but um I just, I just saw her and I was like, wow, you look beautiful. And she just turned with the biggest smile. She goes, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Anyway, I saw her a couple of days later and she said, you know what? I was having a really bad day. And when you said what you said, it really just, just lifted the cloud. And I was like, oh. And it was just this tiny, tiny little, you know, thing. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's quite powerful. And um, it's, it costs nothing. It's so easy to do. Oh, it's and the impact. And I, I was on the receiving end of that. Was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday. It's one of those ones when I, I get in the zone and I do stuff and I, you know, don't stop and take a breath. And then it was just Melissa, my wonderful partner, yesterday. And I was I must have been off to do something. And she goes, Babe, babe, not watch, because you're fucking amazing. She goes, you know, you you're just you're such a great dad, you're a great partner to me. And when you put your mind to something, you can pretty much achieve anything. And I just fucking started crying. <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm like, oh my God. It's, it's like just so overwhelming, you know, just to, and we don't realize how powerful words are. And especially if they're meant, we can feel that. And um, it's so beautiful. So, yeah, encouraging anyone and, listening and, to. And did the same thing to me after the night, you know, um, we're doing these hangouts at seven o'clock at night for an hour and a half. And, well, not, and then just said, uh, I'm so proud of you. Do you you're doing an amazing job. And just that tiny little, you know, it goes such a, oh, you don't need it, but but when you receive it. And the other day, she she just, I was doing something. She was down the other end of the, the van that we're living in at the moment. She said, oh, no, I said, yeah, she goes, you look really handsome today. And I was just like, thank you. Yeah. Like, wow, <laughs> you know, just cheers. And, and yeah. you know, as I said, you don't need it. And it's an interesting thing because, you know, when it comes to words, sticks and stones won't break our bones, but names will never hurt me. So we can let words in. Words do have power. You know me, I'm, I'm pretty big on semantics and and language. And um, it's interesting because someone can stand in front of me and, and call me names and everything like that, and it won't affect me. I, I won't. Um, I won't. Give them Take it personally. Yeah, I won't give them permission. You know, so words do have power, but we—I think we get to choose how much power they have 
to some degree, but then there's also those times like, uh, you know, I wouldn't be here without the podcast or you're a, a wonderful person. Uh, and, and those ones just get in and land and, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's also it's a part of it's being able to, you know, obviously, yeah, not let in those, you know, the opinions of others and people who are projecting and that kind of thing, but also then receiving things like that. Like part of my journey has been allowing myself to receive because I might, you know, years ago just brush things off, you know. I had mm. a counsellor very early to me say when I was in addiction and everything and she'd be like, oh, you're pretty more than happy to really own all of the bad and horrible shit that you've done in your life, but you really quickly like brush off anything good you might have done. I'm like, yeah, you know, and so, so that's and so, a distortion. That's a, that's a cognitive yeah. distortion. It's disqualifying the positive things. That, and that so people doing. might say, you know, Nick, you're handsome, or you might, someone might say, their husband say, oh, you look so beautiful. And the automatic thing is, oh, no, I don't. Don't be silly. You're just saying and, that. And no, isn't it interesting? Because that's still the ego. That's the yeah. ego. In contraction, people think of ego as egotistical and oh, I'm the best. No, think I'm of like, it as arrogant, but, right? Yeah. But, so but, an overinflation but, of self, but an undervaluing of self is still egoic. You're right. Yeah, it's just the other end of the spectrum. Yeah. So it's, it's um, yeah, I've, I've had many clients and I've reflected to many clients that that they yeah, really struggle to um, – to allow in the, the the reflections of people who are, are highlighting the things that they're doing really well, they struggle with praise, and that's you no know, low self esteem, low self worth. They're, they're sort of got a bit of work to do down on that level. But um, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. So I remember thank you to, yeah, thanks to everyone who's who's you know being kind and sincerely and being yeah, part of the journey for a hundred episodes. I know. I know, 100. I'm like, who would have thought you want to listen to me and Nick talk for about 100 hours? But anywho. <laughs> some some weirdos like it. Yeah, there's weirdos. And they're, and they're our weirdos. Yeah. Um, um, I'm so happy that you told me the story about that lady. That just has made my day and week. Um, that's just, that's so awesome. And for her to just rock up to your, to your catch up, good on her. Oh, and it's, once again, she's not on the the main list we don't know how she got in in there but she got in there and yeah. she she spoke her words and and i just i just felt this profound sense of love it was just uh it was amazing so yeah yeah so um nice little segue i suppose we're still doing the uh the the woke people the what do we call the them? ogs the og the series OGs. yeah the uh so, so some of the the masters or mentors, maybe we haven't met them. The master He-Man we're doing this week. <laughs> I'm going with Skeletor. Get jacked and slay skeletons. <laughs> it's my favourite teaching of his. Remember She-Ra? One of my early yeah. crushes as a young kid. Yeah, She-Ra. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the masters that we have may not have met personally, but, you know, we have followed their teachings and studied them closely and have taken great value in our own lives and been able to embody some of those teachings. So I led last week with Michael Singer and Nico. I have no idea who it is today. It's going to be a surprise to me as well as the listeners. It's going to be a surprise to me because I've still got no idea. It's I'm, me, isn't I'm, it? I'm, I've, well, I, yes, no, it's not you. Um, <laughs> that was a, yes. it was a great episode. Oh, yeah. It was a great episode. I loved, uh, I loved the uh, the Michael Singer episode because I, I am very familiar with his work. But um, yeah, it's, it's just great hearing 
hearing someone someone speak about him um, more on a personal level than a just a theoretical level. So um, I was going to run. I was jokingly saying to Em, I might we're doing this series, and I might run with you because you're my greatest teacher um, at the moment, honey. <laughs> and she actually she gave me a little love heart saying you're my you're my greatest teacher. Yeah. Um, written on it, and that was that was beautiful. Um, but yeah, so but I, I won't run with them. We'll, we'll uh, keep my my teachings from her. My money side. was on Ram Dass, so am I am I wrong here or not? Are you gonna throw a curveball? Throw me a curveball. Let's do it. I really want to throw you a curveball now. No, it is Ram Dass. So ah. It's the hundredth episode. It's the hundredth episode. We're gonna go with Ram Dass. So okay. Yeah, let's, let's walk uh, each actually, other home. Was, let's walk each other was, home with a bit of random. That's very careful. We're not doing random dust. We're doing Richard Alpert today. Oh, right, right. Yeah, um, yeah. The, <laughs> the guy is that Prince Albert or is that a different Albert? <laughs> Alpert, not Albert. <laughs> Alpert. Yeah, Richard Alpert. Really? Yeah. Oh, there you go. I'm learning already. Did you think it was Albert? I thought it was Richard Albert. <laughs> um, yeah, no, the original Hindu, as he calls himself. He, um, he's Hindu. Uh, <laughs> he's raised raised Jewish, um, and but then obviously, yeah, went to went to India and on his spiritual. So, where do you want to start? Do you, so, his early days. Yeah, um, so for those who don't know, Ram Dass, uh, before he changed his name to that, was Richard Alpert, which I'm now finding out. I thought it was Richard Albert, Alpert, no, um, no. who, you know, well, let's, let's start early because I think it's interesting. I like to hear, you know, he was uh, very academically driven. Uh, yeah, early. well, bo- born in 1931, uh, April 6th, so just uh, recently, and passed away in 2019 on December 22nd, aged 88, um, in Maui, Hawaii, but born in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, and, yeah, grew up very conventionally, you know, your Jewish conventional family, um, dad, um was pretty straight and narrow and all that stuff um and and i love i'll, I'll start with i love ram Dass because of the way he goes about it he he's imperfect and he reveals his flaws he's very relatable but he's also very far down the path as well so um you know not averse to throwing himself under the bus um, he, the, his, his teachings, he's done, you know, there's countless hours of, of him speaking and there's a beautiful podcast called the Be, Be Here Now um, podcast. Um, and a friend of his introduces the podcast and then presses play on a, on a Ram Dutt recording, um, from a seminar or a speech or whatever he's done. And. He's, he's just, he was a, a, you know, he was the eternal student. Um, and just kept evolving, kept putting himself in these experiences and, and kept peeling back layers and peeling back layers. Like the amount of growth he did in one one lifetime, uh, one human lifetime was, you know, uh, amazing. Um, but through that personal growth, he, he could then teach so many others. So, um, yeah, so it was pretty straight and narrow and then he... He, you know, he he talks about his early childhood like he was um, 
taught how to play the role of Richard Alpert and and walked around, you know, convincing everyone of, of who he was um, and pretending to to know who they were and um, ended up at Harvard as a psychologist um, and and his teaching at Harvard and then the worlds collided, him and Tim Leary collided and uh, the universe changed quite drastically really from there on. They, um, they started exploring with psychedelics. So they were, uh, Aldous Huxley was probably the first to really dive into, into that in my understanding. Um, but then these two were hot on his trail. Um, and yeah, really just tried escaping. And I, I love the way, Ram Dass keeps looking back at himself and understanding where he was, and, and he's got this beautiful way of observing past versions of him. And he, you know, it's he, he. So he's doing a lot of drugs and, and trying to get high all the time. And then he had a realization that uh, um, you know he kept trying to get high, whether it was through drugs or meditation or gurus or whatever. But he he had this epiphany that oh the, the coming down is all part of part of the human experience and so he was hell bent on on escaping his humanity until he finally realised that oh now I've got to sign up and take the curriculum as he as he called it so uh, and when he died yeah he he'd had a stroke um, and and after the stroke he he reflected and said oh, I was. I just forgot about my my body and my brain. I was I was so trying to become one with the universe, and and I was just this spiritual development that I forgot about the the body. Um, and I, I, I learned through the stroke that I've got to take care of that as well. So, yeah, just lots of realizations and and insights that came through many different channels and and ways of just he was an explorer. You know, he he was a, a uh, a groundbreaking exploring, not 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 groundbreaking in the sense because many before him have have done a lot of things, but more in bringing the east to the west, I think, mm. um, and and really creating a bridge between those cultures and and the west is so far behind the east in terms of understanding what we are and what we can be and what we can experience and do and everything. So, yeah, it's uh, – I, I don't even know how I came across Ram Dass. I wasn't even into him when you and I first met. No, no, you? no. I, I'm, I'm trying to think back, but there was some point – you weren't, but then there was some point, and I, I, I feel like it's there, but I can't access it. But it's like something came up and then you watched it. Then for the next, like, you know, however many months, every time you're like, oh, listen to this Ram Dass, listen to this, listen to this, and you yeah. just sort of went, went down the rabbit hole. Yeah, I, I dived into it, and um, but it's just so you know. I, I listen to the podcast while I'm driving. It's very meditative for me because you really got to tune into what he's saying, and it's 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 quite dense and nutritional. And um, as soon as your mind starts to wander, you, ah, shit, you got to rewind yeah. it to, yeah. to to catch back up. Um, so it's a great meditation, but it also helps me to suspend my beliefs and to sit in ignorance and you know I'm, I'm with him i'm with him i'm like yep i've experienced that yep i get what you're saying I'm, I'm i'm picking up what you put down and then he'll start talking about his his guru in india maharaji or 
um, in Karoli Baba, and he, you know, he he got locked in a room by these people who, who wanted to, who loved him so much, they wanted to keep him, and then you know they opened up in the morning, he was gone, and there was no windows, and there was only one door that was locked, and someone said they saw him walking down the road, so you know, how did he get out? And and he must have passed through the wall or just, you know something what we would consider to be magical. Uh, and so when he starts talking about that stuff, I just suspend my beliefs because I don't know. Uh, I, I, it's beyond my current comprehension. Um, and so I'm not going to sit there and, and judge him or condemn him or call him a nut job or say he's lying or anything like that because who the fuck knows what's possible, really. Oh, yeah. I remember hearing a story... Um... Uh, of a guy who was American, but he went to study shamanism for over a decade in the in the Amazon. And uh, yeah, he was telling a story. He told many stories that I thought were interesting. But yeah, one of them was the the shaman that he was studying under um, was bitten by something or got poisoned by something and was like, you know, really, really sick or whatever. And the next, you know, place to go was a village and it was quite far away. And then, um, yeah, by chance, not long after, the shaman from the village over had come in and, you know, they fixed him up and got him the right, you know, local medicine from the plants or whatever that he needed to get rid of the poison. And he's like, oh, how did you, like, get here so quick? And the guy who was sick said, oh, I called him. And they haven't got any phones or anything, right? <laughs> he goes, I called him. Yeah. He goes, what do you mean you called him? He goes, I, just, I called him. I thought of him and sent him a message. And he goes, yeah, I got the message and, and I came here. And he goes, it's weird because I, when you're in that culture and you're engrossed in that and the beliefs, it's just so different. That when I come back to America or I speak to a Westerner about that, and even when I heard it, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, it's like mm. our beliefs mm. and everything about what's possible and what's not get really involved. And we're like, oh, that's, you know, you know, rubbish or whatever. But he goes, it was just like when he was there, it clearly happened unless it was some crazy coincidence because that person would not just be passing through there with the correct medicine at the right time, <laughs> you know. Um, but he goes, it's just like, yeah, I called him like it was nothing, you know? So yeah, I like what you say. It's like suspending beliefs because we immediately, our ego, when we hear something, we go, no, that's not possible, but it's great to sort of just sit open, not say, oh, well, that's possible. Let me try Just be like, just open, open to it's other so, things that can happen. It's so relieving, the, the relief of, of staying open instead of going into the judging closure and, and, and contraction and rejection and like there's nothing healthy that really comes from it but it's been sitting there wow it, it, it may be possible you know i've, I've got no idea there's an, another funny story run by so you know mad that the lsd and whatever and and um his guru maharaji you know knew that he was he was on it and he's like uh give me some of your i forget what he called it um your medicine or something like that and 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 Ramdas is like, uh, I don't think that's a good idea. He's like, no, no, give it to me. And he's like, pulled out one. He's like, no, no, give, give me more. And he said that he had like 16 tabs of LSD or, or like 160 milligrams or something, enough to kill 18 elephants. Uh, and he's, yeah, I've told you this one. And he said it didn't even touch him. It just, he, he pretended, he, like, yeah, his, his guru pretended to have this weird trip and then just started laughing. And, and, and he's like, how, how is that possible? And there's just nothing, there's nothing to alter. And that's, you know, he's, he's, got, he's so prolific. There's so much of his, his work out there and, and becoming nobody was a big thing for him. He was really, you know, so. When, when there's nothing in Maharaji to be altered, you know, he'd, he'd become nobody 
is is the incarnation of Maharaji for the sake of being able to connect with humans and teach. But beyond that, he was something else. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah it's that, that so journey. Can... So that journey, yeah, for him, it's it's interesting. One, it's one that you know you can see a lot. It's like he he grows up. You know, standard family. You know, listens to mum and dad. You know, studies hard, gets good grades. He became, you know, doctor in psychology or whatever it is. And so now he's teaching at Harvard. And it's like, wow, you know, you made it and that kind of thing. But then there's like this inner voice that's like, oh, this is this it? You know, there must be more than that. And then connecting with Tim Leary and uh, starting to use psychedelics and obviously created a whole new world and landscape for him to explore. And then he kind of, but then falls into that and and luckily he came out of the side and he found that balance that's why he teaches so well but it's like many people do that they go then so far the other way that life becomes about that and it's like you know whether i'm just you know straight oh, yeah, it becomes i don't want to be that it becomes we go to the, the the polar opposites because we think that that that's where we don't want to be so let's get as far away from that as possible yeah, yeah, and then and then the, I suppose an integration process is what we're all is kind of an ideal place to be. It's like okay, be human, accept that, also understand there's these different dimensions and areas to explore, and the whole while look at ourselves objectively as this kind of funny, flawed human walking around trying to <laughs> exist on the planet. I was listening, I was doing some reading of AH Almas, who might be another one we could do down the road, um, a master, but he, uh, yeah, was talking about you know looking at human beings and and zooming out well above the planet and, you know, just seeing the planets like this, you know, this big organism and we're like these little just specks just like shaking and running around. And it's like I'm running to my job, I'm getting to my next appointment, I'm doing this and we're just like, we're just, just, you know, jittering, jittering around the planet. But individually we like feel like what we're doing is so incredibly important. But in the grand scheme of things, we're just little jittery bits on a planet, yeah, little anxious jittery bits. That's the, that's the name of the 100th episode. Little anxious jittery bits. Yeah. What about uh, balls deep in rammed ass? Or oh, no, we shouldn't go with that. <laughs> I was going to go there, but I thought I've matured past that, but I clearly haven't because I'm wild. Oh, I haven't. Um, Did he work? He, I, I read. I don't know. I don't know what stage of his journey it was, but he. Um, I think he consciously decided. Most people's greatest fear is death. I want to understand death. So I'm pretty sure he worked like um, at a hospice um, clinic for some period of time, literally just sitting with people as they died. Yeah, he did so much work. Hang on, your sound's gone off. Yeah. Is that better? Uh, it's laggy now. There you go. There we go. I was, I was having some hissy fit. Yeah, just, um, yeah, he, he worked a lot um, um, as a palliative care nurse, uh, just helping helping people to transition uh, from this this life to the next, and and really helped them to to be at peace. Um, and you know, there's so much to learn from him. The, you know, the I guess my biggest takeaways from from his life, I suppose, is. You no, know, things are happening simultaneously. So your heart can break a lot, and it's it's not it's not a you know 
I love the way that he he changed my perception on so many things. And you know, you think about heartbreak and and your immediate association with heartbreak is ah, oh, they left me, uh, and you know now I don't have them in my life and I'm heartbroken. But <clears throat> that's the ego, and, and when you transcend that, he, for me, he turned heartbreak into like when when our wonderful listener you know, turned up and and said you know. I wouldn't be here without the podcast. My heart broke, you know, and but but in the in a really beautiful way, and in a you know because there's there's so much suffering, there's so much, um, there's so many people struggling out there. So it's yeah, his whole take on love, you know, he, he speaks about you know there was that episode where. I said to you, I'm, I'm feeling very in love, and then I, I got rid of the in. I just said I'm feeling love. You know that that was that was um, cultivated from from tuning into to what Ram Dutt was talking about. Um, I remember just- uh, hearing him. I don't know if you've heard it, but it wasn't long before he passed away. And uh, a musician, Forrest something was his name, went out to interview Dumb. him. For- <laughs> That is uh, exchanging philosophy. Like, Laughs like a box of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Ram Das, you got new legs. <laughs> um, and he went out and interviewed Ram Das, and he, and for like it was like a whole day, and he had to because at that point he could only speak incredibly slow because he had a lot of the the difficulties and whatnot. And um, he took what he was talking about and condensed it down into this this CD of music tracks, and it's so beautiful because he's sort of he's just sitting there saying, "Just I love, you know, I love the tree outside." And he has people all talk about, "I love my wheelchair that I'm in." He said, I, "He said at one point, I love my pain because he was in physical pain." And well, he talks like- about suff- suffering as being grace, and when you transcend the the um, re- the rejection of, of something that's not pleasant when you when you lose that attachment um of that that aversion to it being in existence and then then it's all beautiful it's all perfect and he he, he, just, he spoke so so much about that um and it's it's i love the quote it's simple to be happy but it's difficult to be simple but the way he speaks about doing the work uh he really he, he made it so much more palatable for people and and i think why i love his work so much is because i'm trying to do that as well i'm just trying to you know break it down so you know the 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 everyday man and woman can come into contact with it and assimilate it much easier and and make it more digestible so i'm, I'm just got a list of his quotes up and he uh he said uh, where is it? Um, Bear with us while Nick finds the quote. It's all right. Oh, there's, there's, there was one who said, I'm just, I love all I do every day is just uh, all I'm doing. Uh, where is it? He it just, it was just saying that's basically all I do all day every day is just be in love. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it sounds funny when you to look at that but you can be in love you can be doing this work on this deep level and i guess this is this is where 
the concept of existing on multiple levels kicks in. Wiccan Walker out just just being so in love and, and just, just so connected to everything on that deep level. But up here, we can still be having, you know, other interactions as well. So, oh, that's right. We are, we can be evolved or devolved in different areas. And that ties in, you know, when people do, you know, find this spiritual or meditative pass, path or, or whatever it is, and they go all into that. And my God, have I seen this <laughs> over the years. So they might be yeah, have access to these different dimensions. They can, you know, astral travel when they're meditating and do all this stuff. But at the same time, they're an asshole to their wife. And, you know, they treat people poorly in their day-to-day life. And I think, you know, become an integrated being. I used to hire a friend, actually, who used to be a um, main in, in sales and organization of the Mind Body Spirit Festival um, here in Melbourne, mm. which is, you know, I don't know if they still do it. They probably do. Massive thing at the exhibition center. People buy stalls, a lot of like spiritual stuff and all that. And I remember chatting to her many, many years ago and she's like, yeah, I've always felt like this pull towards a spiritual life, but I'm so averse to it because I've seen how spiritual people act. And she's like, they're like proclaiming abundance and, you know, have this crystal for abundance and do all this. She goes, you ask them to pay the bill for the fucking booth and they start abusing you and yelling at you and shit. And I'm like, no wonder get people turned off, you know, spirituality and meditation and all that. Yeah, and Ram Dutt talks about that. He says they're still clinging to their models and their 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 items that make them feel like they're doing the work. They're they're still not integrated though. Yeah. Um, and he... I, had, so I had someone else, sorry, and I won't say the you know the the people, but um you know people are so respected in that world of you know spiritual teachings and all that. And that was a seminar of them kind of coming together and you know out the back. You know, they're fucking swearing at each other, just going, no, I'm going on last. I need the longest time and all that. And it's like full yelling. And they walk out on stage and it's like, ah, oh, yes, good evening, oh. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's clapping. Put the facade up. Put the, I know, put the I face know. On. Show yourself, you know, who are you when no one's around or when you're around your wife and kids or whatever it is. And Ram Dass talks about that, you know, his sexuality, um, he was very explorative in that. There was, there was nothing. He, he didn't conceal anything. Whatever he did, he owned whole and so in whole. Yeah, and, and and when you do that, no one can take it and use it against you. Um, so, but true. you know, we, we 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 talk about you know we're sort of lived experience practitioners, and and Ram Das had you know his teaching chapter of his life, and then the drug chapter of his life, and you know, this is trying to get high all the time. He, he realized in the end um, that the, he said the Dharma was was the, the only way to get high. Doing the work was the only way to get high. It's not about introducing chemicals into your system or just sitting in meditation in a cave for a decade or, you know, it's, it's, it's living, living it every day. Um, and, and his whole thing was about, you know, trying to, become one with everything, just keep reducing, reducing. It wasn't about adding more and more and learning and knowing, knowing and, and, and getting into the intellectual mind. He is really uh, about reducing and reducing and reducing and more deepening and deepening the connections uh, and mm. that, you know, sort of becoming one, um, becoming nobody and then you become one. So, um yeah, it's, it, he, he, 
the world just walking each other home. Um, I use that a lot with clients because we can't help others until we're okay. So the focus, the primary work is is on yourself and then keep yourself in a position where you are not um, distorted, not in suffering, not rattled, not, not, not sort of all over the place and, and you remain in a position where you can employ compassion to the people that, are in suffering. I, I helped a couple the other night. They were struggling with their five-year-old son and they were, you know, trying to figure out how to um, modify his behaviour, alter his behaviour, and, and they were approaching it on a very surface level. And I said, well, maybe he needs some understanding. Maybe he needs to be asked some questions. Maybe he needs some just observation. And in that observation, you can start sort of, noticing what's going on behind it where i thought maybe you need to hug maybe you need to spend more energy you know um and, and i introduced them to all these different factors and they were, they were like ah oh, yeah right but it, it's it's about meeting him in that heart space instead of see observe react um judge criticize condemn yeah, yeah, wrong, wrong. Let me change. I, I must change you to to, to suit me. Um, yeah, and, and what I think it should be happening. Yeah, the uh, we're all walking each other home is probably the one, yeah, line of his and teaching that I talk about, but also try and live myself. You know, and whether it's well, that's weird, what we're talking we... about before when when there was there was a beautiful segue that I, I didn't want to take because I wanted to stretch it out a bit but you know when we we're talking about saying nice things to people that that's walking someone home as soon as you you go into judgment as soon as you see someone and go oh what are they wearing oh that looks silly then then you're gone you're in no position to walk yourself home or or walk anyone else home so mm. um that that's that was an example of it. yeah i get this weird visual i don't know what's about but I'm like, oh, I'm on an esc. Like, let's say me and you, we're walking each other home, right? Where we have these interactions, yeah, yeah. we're working through life in, in some capacity together. So we're on like this. It's like an escalator or travelator, like, but like you know, up in the clouds or something. Like, I don't know. It's weird, right? I don't even believe in heaven and stuff. But that's kind of the visual that I get. Anyway, um, no, I, I do too. I, I, that's why I explain to clients is we're all in this this conveyor belt, and and that must be where I got the fucking home. image there. <laughs> yeah, and when we're talking about home, we're all just falling off the end of the conveyor belt, and that's death. So we're all just sort of right. Yeah, okay, well that's where I got the visual from. So even not just like me and you, or me and Melissa, or me and Tommy, but even you know, let's say, man, I'm having a bit of a altercation, you know, disagreement or something happening with someone, then my mind kind of automatically goes, even though we're in disagreement right now, us being in that, working it out and kind of learning, like we're walking each other home, that person, you know, or another person who I'm, you know, stuck behind in traffic or another person I'm dealing with, you know, at a shopping center. It's like that even, even the not pleasant experiences to begin with, the process of working with that out is actually walking each other home as well. I struggle to, um, and, and people have, have reflected this to me, I, I struggle to put people down now, even like Donald Trump, you know, and there's so many people out there that are in important positions, powerful positions that, that are sort of having a not great ripple effect um, on the world and those around them. But, uh, you know, just 
once you once you create this ability to look beyond what people are projecting, once you can see that hurt people hurt people, once you can see people trapped in their ego constructs, once you can see where it's all coming from, it's it's impossible to to criticize anyone or to or to say a bad word about them. Like it's it's just once again. That's where my heart breaks for Donald Trump, and I just feel, you know, not sympathetic, but I feel sad that that he's he's operating in that plane um, of, of existence. But um, that's his karma, and that's it's, so it's all perfect in that regard as well. It's all the fact that Donald Trump was president was perfect. You know, my ego um, has a different opinion on it, but <laughs> I don't let the ego sort of out to, to form its opinions. So. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, well, it's um, it's like seeing through the matrix, and you can sort of see, okay, well, I can I can see where that comes from, and what produces that result. It can't be, you know, it, it couldn't have manifested any other way because that's the way that it manifested, you know. And a lot of people, with someone like Trump as well, people oftentimes people um see someone and go and, and secretly wish they could express themselves so authentically and they can't, you know, yeah. it's like, there's, there's a lot going on. It's like, but yeah, it's right. You know, like during COVID here, the, probably the only thing that's coming to mind for me is um, during COVID and the lockdowns. And I remember early on uh, Dan Andrews, the premier here, mm. I was sort of, I was just getting so fucking angry at him, but it didn't last long. Cause then I started going, yeah, Imagine how much pressure this dude's under and who else is telling him what to do. And I'm like, fuck, imagine these kids going to school and the bloody shit they're going to cop. And you sort of, you, you kind of see a whole picture as opposed to something isolated. We're in, we're in unprecedented times. You know, what, what would I do if I was in that position? I've got no idea what I would do. So that's yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. We like to play an anchor. I would do it. It's like people that say, I heard this this um, good analogy the other day, and it's like people are, well, if I was one of the, you know, back in Nazi Germany and one of those people who was told to be a guard, I would have stood up. It's like, no, you fucking wouldn't. <laughs> no, you wouldn't have. You know, you express wow. your opinions on Twitter. You think back in Nazi Germany, you would have gone against your culture and your upbringing? Bullshit. Wow. How funny. Wow. Uh, the illusions that we create, the fantasies that we create to, to you know, put ourselves in a wonderful, shining light. Eh? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, Ron was, was massive. You know, I think he just sort of, his wake got bigger and bigger as he, as he moved through life because of the, work he was doing on himself constantly um and you know the naropa the the school is sort of a spiritual college i suppose in um in the states he was one of the founders of that and got that up and running and um yeah just just on this amazing amazing journey where he just just kept getting out there and no no comfort zone to speak of um but but the way he tells his tales and the way that he constructs his seminars or oh, a great orator, definitely one of the great orators. Oh. And then people like like him who, because obviously you know we're we're from Western culture and everyone I assume or most people listening, um, unless you're in Finnish culture um, or Greenland culture, whatever that's called, <laughs> um. It, we can, it, when people, it's a classic hero's journey, right? It's like, oh, I grew up and I was in a standard Jewish family, you know, became a teaching psychology at Harvard. But it's like I get this call to adventure and I go exploring dimensions of the mind and the soul. I go to India and whatnot. And then I come back to where I started. 
with these new gifts and things that I can pass on. Because a lot of us from the West, if we purely hear someone like Maharaj or Mordot speak, we might be able to grasp some of it, but probably not much because it's like there's such a different world and different language and they might say things um, like we're talking about like the phones in the Amazon and that and we just automatically dismiss it. But when you have someone from Western culture who lived that life and then went over and picked up all these new learnings and whatnot and then bring them back and can communicate in such an effective way like Ramdas could, then I think that's just absolute gold for, for us in the West learning more about you know, like you said earlier, what our actual potential is when we can tap into that. And that requires a lot of Eastern philosophies by the looks. Yeah, but he explored, you know, all of the all of the teachings, you know, the, the, there's many pathways to the top of the mountain and he he dived into all of the, the, the pathways and, and you know, Hinduism was probably, he... he he wasn't a yogi. He, he he didn't do yoga. He lived. He lived yoga. Yoga is a, a it's like Buddhism. It's a, it's a pathway. It's a it's a way of living. Um, so he lived um, the Buddhist life. He, he lived uh, in, as as a Hindu, all the the Krishna and. Everything he just he dived into it all, and and, and he he spoke about God, and he he, he was a wonderful translator. He, as I said before, he he reframed so many things, or or helped my association with things become different. And yeah, you know, the word God, people automatically associate that with Catholicism and a bloke up in the sky, and his son down here who died, and then we get to eat Easter eggs and stuff. Um, but but he spoke about God as love and 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 everyone as being God and and just you know he, he trans he kept transcending so so much and just stripping it all away and getting it back to to very simple terms. So um, yeah, I think yeah. That, touching That's on the yoga piece, it's like. I believe on my limited uh, understanding, but yoga, yeah, being like you said, a way of life. Like there's eight, is it eight. Anyway, there's multiple different types of yoga. Only one of them is actual a physical practice. Because in the West yeah. now, because yeah. yoga becomes so popular, and it's like, well, yoga's going and having a stretch and putting some tight pants on, you know, <laughs> and, and having a chat and a fucking, you know, almond latte afterwards or a chai or something, you know. But like that's just. Actual physical practice is a very small part of it. There's yoga of the mind, yoga of the spirit, yoga of dealing, you know, yoga of dealing with suffering, and you know, meeting life's challenges and all that. So it really is a a pathway instead of just going and having a stretch. <laughs> Very much so. I'm just reading some of his quotes. Um, uh, Only that in you which is me can hear what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, he had this beautiful way of yeah. being very deep, but but very clear. The clarity around it, you know, a lot of the deeper you go, the murkier it can get. Um, but but he, he had this wonderful way of keeping things very clear. Um, suffering is a part of our training program for becoming wise. You know, he speaks a lot about suffering as being grace. Suffering. Uh, when we when we remove our aversion to it um, and allow it to exist, um, we're just we, I wouldn't do what I'm doing without all of 
my suffering, you wouldn't be doing what you're doing without all of your suffering. And, and those couple of days in jail were just so important for me. I don't think there's ever been a suffering um, like that. That's probably, I don't know, it's probably no. the tip of the iceberg in terms of suffering. Oh, I think you're probably going to reach enlightenment at your death because of, of that. You, you, your karma is just out of, out of this world. So. It's so tipped over the edge. Um, but like that, that suffering well, thing, that it's, it's such a critical point. It's like life involves resistance. That's just part of the deal, the right? Fir the first, the first noble truth in Buddhism: to live is to suffer. Yeah, That's so it's like if I do, if you do, if that. you deny that, and you talk a lot about necessary and unnecessary suffering, it's like, well, if I deny the fact that I'm, you know, suffer and have issues and problems, I'm in so much trouble to start with. <laughs> like I'm just, I'm resisting a huge chunk of what life's about, and then we can get to the point where we can look back on our life and go, well, fuck, I'm actually glad that happened and I met that challenge, but then. The real challenge is like, can I have some sort of gratitude or acceptance for something I'm going through right now? And that's where people have an issue. Like they may have a challenge right now and they're like, I wish this fucking thing would go away or resolve itself. But it's like, what if you changed your relationship with it first and foremost and started there? Allow it to exist to begin with and then and then appreciate, you know, this is where the many path stoicisms and other path up, up the mountain, a more fatigue, a love of fate, love everything that happens. Um, so, yeah, he also said, let's trade in all of our judging for appreciating. Let's lay down our righteousness and just be together. Um, it's funny, when I, when I, I think what really connected me to him was he spoke i heard him talk about you know when you go when you go for a walk in the woods you don't you don't stand there you know going oh that's a silly tree and oh that tree's got no branches and that blew my mind when i heard that because <laughs> literally a few days earlier i'd been doing that with clients and i'd never I'd, i don't I'd never heard anyone else doing it so it was it was a I know it was a weird kinship there for me. It was a weird, it was a bit of a, and, and I'm never going to try and say that, that I'm anywhere near Ramdas or, or, or anything, but there, but there was this this depth of, and I've had it a, a few other times as well with Buddhism and, and so forth. There's, I came into contact with this stuff and, and it's already stuff that I'm doing. So for me, it's like I've met another friend. Yeah. I guess that's the best way I could put it. Yeah, so another soul on the path. I was just imagining yeah. someone going out to the woods there, just like pointing at trees and like laughing at them and stuff. Go, what are you doing? I get clients to do it literally. I'd go, I'd take in a session, I'd take clients over to the park across, literally across the road. I'd point at a dead tree and say, What's the problem with that tree? What, what's wrong with that tree? And a range of answers, but the most common one was, Oh, well, it's dead. And I'm like, there's nothing wrong with the tree. Oh, there's nothing wrong with it. The tree just is, you know, it's just, and then, and then, all right, let's go and look at this tree. And it's got funny bark and let's, let's laugh at the tree and go, oh, you're, you're smaller than the one next to you, you stupid tree. And let's, I got them to yell obscenities at the tree and, and yell criticisms at the tree <laughs> until they burst into laughter because they heard how irrational, they felt how irrational it was. And you then should grow now, faster, now, you stupid tree. Oh, look at the color of your leaves, you weirdo! God, oh, yuck! Such a stupid brown. <laughs> and 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 then and then go and try and do that to other humans after you've after you've felt the irrationality, and this is what it is. It's just uh, uh, so deeply irrational. 
and so far removed from love or compassion uh, or connection it's just it's, you can hear the the segregation you can hear the the dismantling of of any kindness at all and and it's got nothing to do with the other person or the tree or whatever it's, it has everything to do with what's going on within you so yeah yeah i, do, it's, it's I don't just, need you to be any different for me to be okay you need me to be a bit different because I keep kicking your ass at golf and you're not okay when that happens. You've so, run so. away. You've run away to like the opposite end of this country to try and get away from me beating you. That's what's happened. That's what helps you sleep at night. It's episode that's, 100 that's and the, I'm calling you out. I'm calling you out. If that's, if that's the narrative. 40, need to 40 acres to go sit in the middle of your 40-acre block with a barbed wire fence around the whole 40 acres just to try and keep me and my golf clubs out. That's what's really happening. Let's come clean. Episode 100, Nick, I want you to come clean with the audience. That's why you moved. You're scared. You're terrified. I just don't know where to go with that. It's just the illusions of grandeur are so... I'm thinking about calling the hotline or help. Tail, tail between so. your legs, off you go, up to Agnes. Yeah, I, 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 and then I got a, a golf simulator and a golf net here, and I'm just bunkering down. And yeah, just every day it's just a grind. You got a cardboard cutout of me next to the the golf net, pretending that you're beating me all the time. Ah, uh, you've gone way too. Far now. <laughs> um, he, he Ramdas had this beautiful way. Of, you know, he, he had such a powerful relationship with with Maharaji that. He, when Maharaji passed away or, or transitioned from this life, he um, he he kept using him as a teacher, and he, he he had this wonderful expression that I see everyone as as my guru dressed in drag, and so um, uh, yeah, the, the most challenging people in our lives are a guru dressed in drag that they're, they're our teachers they're they're there for a specific purpose to reveal to us our impurities that's that's really what's occurring there and if we have this awareness and understanding and motivation um we can really take those opportunities for what they are when you see yourself getting enraged or or losing it or or whatever when you, as soon as it's possible, when you catch yourself, you go, oh, wow, I didn't pass the test there. I got tested. I'm a teacher and I didn't pass the test. And I, I appreciate the fact that they're, they're in my life and I'm going to, I'm going to use them. I've got this growth mindset. I'm going to, I'm going to learn from this and become better for having been through it. So yeah, just, uh, once again, we, we can we can overcomplicate things and, and, and go into things to the nth degree and try and you know read all the texts and, and, and math master it all and sit in meditation for billions of years. But for me it's 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 a daily, daily practice that, that's just in it's a, you wouldn't know that I'm I'm practicing it on the outside looking in. You, you you wouldn't sort of look at me and go, "Wow, this works working diligently." He's working really hard on himself, but because I'm just you know on on this level, it's it's pretty standard or normal. But underneath it all, there's this massive um, uh, part of me that's just keeping this constant lookout and awareness on on what I'm doing, and then with a with a self-love and compassion that's been cultivated over many years 
that wasn't there previously, um, I can then intervene and and help myself. I can walk myself home and then walk someone else home. So otherwise, we can't walk. Yeah, it's We're just a, sort of rolling around on the ground. Yeah, it's convulsing on, on, a, on a skateboard, just sort of pushing yeah. myself along. Well, it's the ones like but, I'm drowning, I'm drowning, but you're like in shallow water and you don't realise you can stand up. Yeah, I love that video of that kid that's doing it. He's just lost it completely, and his mum's picking up and yeah. stands up, and he's just like, oh, oh, oh right. Uh, so it's very, that. it's very powerful. It's 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 transformational. It's um. But for people, yeah. like, they might hear that and go, oh, what, it's like his daily, you know, moment-to-moment -moment practice and that. And it's like, yeah, it is. It's a lifestyle. It's like I'm going to practice every day being okay with myself and all the parts of myself that come along with that and being more okay than the situations that arise in my life. What could be more important than that? Well, it's controlling the controllables. It's, Golf? I can't Golf's control anything. Yeah. I can't control anything beyond – how I am experiencing something in that moment. Um, so I've got these Buddhist cards that we, we work with clients and the, one of them is the path. And it's the path to enlightenment is an endless process. You have to practice diligently and with discipline. Eventually you will become the path itself and fewer struggles and sufferings will come your way. So it's like you're saying you, you've got, Tommy into karate and he's got his white belt. And we had that episode where I spoke about the hardest belt to get as a white because you're going to turn up and commit and dedicate and whatever. Uh, you know, we, we've got the, the hard path and the easy path in mind fit and the constructive and destructive thinking. And, and the hard path gets easier, the easy path gets harder. So this is hard work at the start. This is, this is, takes turning up and awareness and catching yourself. And, but the, I nearly, I nearly said the best part of my job is, but it's it's not that my whole job is the best part of my job. But I I thoroughly enjoy when clients turn up and, and start speaking of the benefits um, of the work they've done. They, they start reaping the rewards of bearing the fruit of all of their labour. And that's come from, you know, with Stewie, you know, that, that episode with Stewie, and, and it's you know, years and years and years of doing the work, and he's finally had this voice and said go hey mate we don't do that anymore and, and that's just that's becoming the part you know he didn't have to consciously construct that that experience for himself yeah yeah no people we want it's a natural human desire to want something now i want an easy life now well if you want an easy life start doing the hard things because that will lead to the uh, easier life. And then you'll look back and go, I'm so glad that I started doing that six months ago, two years ago, whatever it is, because now things are automatically easier instead of constantly trying to search for the immediate gratification of an easy life in the moment. Well, the, um, the, the you know, we, we often talk about mental health um, uh, in a physical health context. And, and we've spoken before about it's, it's hard to lose weight, but it's hard to be overweight because of all the complications that come with being overweight and, and everything. So it's 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 basically, you know, I said Ram Dass was just all about stripping away and reducing and reducing and reducing. So um but but in that reduction you get so much more. It's so it's so it's so paradoxical. You know, you, you give it all away, you throw you, you you lose it all and then you you just what you get back in return is is beyond 
anything that you could have conjured for yourself or manufactured. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. I love it, mate. Well, look, let's wrap that up. I just want uh, all the listeners to know that, you know, thank you for listening. And uh, we're, all, we're all walking each other home, you know, us, Nico, and the listeners to a degree. I mean, we're all in that conveyor belt at the minute and we're just we're just cruising down um even though we don't you know know a lot of your names and see your faces we can feel that you're out there and um like nick said right at the start of the show we take our hats off to you for for listening and being you know putting yourself up there on your list of priorities and doing the work and, and wanting a better life for yourself so it's the path least traveled thanks for putting up with us for 100 episodes where i know we can sort of go off on tangents and and everything but uh you know ryan's stories that they've 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 really um yeah uh, i might get like an order of merit or something for putting up with you for 100 episodes i might get knighted do we do knightings here well you're my teacher i might become enlightened just as soon as you hang up from this the 100th episode i'm just gonna i'm just gonna disappear there's no you're gonna go into the into the fifth fifth dimension yeah, yep. I'm gonna go and hang out with Ram Dass. You won't be able to communicate verbally anymore. But you'll be on a higher plane. But what I'll do, I'll stay in this dimension and I'll channel you. So the ne- the pod next hundred episodes will be me just sitting here channeling oh, what Nick's saying right. from the fifth dimension. Right, I yeah. love that. Yeah, yeah, that's what's going to be. Yeah, happening. let's do that. That's that's awesome. All right, well, you better say goodbye to him and the dogs before you transcend. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going, darling? I'm, I'm very excited. I'm off to get a, uh, a my therapy treatment off him. So, fantastic. Going to be match play, match play tomorrow. Hopefully, my belly, my dong belly clears up. Oh, you're going back to, <clears throat> I think you got a, a taste for the dong. You're heading back there. I'm heading back on the 1st of June to, to Vietnam. So, that'll be yeah. good. And, um, yeah, I'll be aware. I'm aware of the dong. I'm aware of the exchange rates and all that kind of thing. So, didn't, didn't get enough of the dong the first time, could you? No, no, I feel like I just took the tip, so I'm going back for the rest. And with that, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, what a way to wrap up the 100th episode. We bid you adieu. We bid you Thank you for tuning in to the Woke Blokes podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. Also, leave us a five-star rating. We thank you so much, and we'll see you all next time.